Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. So this week, I have a fantastic guest on the show and it's a little bit different to the usual. I think you're really going to like this. So my guest is a good friend, Chris Knott. He's a personal trainer and he's managed to completely transform his business with the power of creating online content. So you might hear personal trainer and think that sounds very, very much an in-person business, um, but... Chris has proven otherwise through power of content. So um, we're also going to look at how he's repurposed content as well. And it's just going to be a really good chat with a really good friend of mine. So um, Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. No, it's great to have you, Chris. It's funny actually talking to you on Skype. We've never done this before because it's usually in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually at coffee shops and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> so just get, tell us a little bit more about you. I know I introduced you as a as a personal trainer who's kind of transformed your business, but give us the uh, sort of two minute intro into who Chris Knott is. Yeah, I've been a personal trainer for nine years now, and it is definitely my passion. It's what I, I love to do. Um, but I think being passionate will only get you so far in terms of earning a living. Um, you know, I love to learn about health and fitness and, and, and educate myself, but ultimately it's, is your business growing? And I think that when you're looking to answer questions specifically to improve your business and your sales, you've got to go and, and look at things that you can be doing that which either other people aren't doing or are just the prerequisites of anybody who's successful. And I think with the evolution of social media and the way that technology is expanding, I just had to find ways of getting my name out there and being um, a consistently heard voice in the industry because um, so many industries, not just the, fit, the world of fitness, are so saturated with people who have got similar ideas to you and similar angles that you just have to always look at ways to improve and be you know, a step ahead of everybody else. So. That's something I've just been always really, really diligent with and focused on is not necessarily being better, but just keeping up to scratch and constantly having a, a, a consistent voice out there to, so people know who I am and what I do and what they can uh, expect from me. Yeah. And when we first met, so I'm trying to think how many years ago that is now, but when we first met, so we met through a mutual friend mm -hmm. and the timing was really perfect, wasn't it? Because I was looking to get in shape and lose weight and you were looking to take your business to another level and kind of start embracing more online so it was like a yeah, yeah. great match and we start to help each other out and um so you when when i first started kind of working with you and training with you you had a website but it was it was basically a, a static website wasn't it? it was more like a kind of online you know sort of poster fly there wasn't content going on there um very much the basics and so you had all this content. I remember talking to you and you had all these ebooks that you had written on your laptop that hadn't gone anywhere yet. And you were like bursting, bursting with content. You were looking at how to get it out there. So I think the natural start for you um, with online content creation was, was the blogging, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, when people are looking for a service or something to gravitate to, they either gravitate towards really, really good information or the story. And where you, you know, helped me so much was, you know, you kind of pointed out that 
it's the information is good, but it's not um, applicable enough because you're not speaking to the right people in the right way. Um, but also it's not personalized enough where it's like they don't know enough about you. So it's more about really refocusing because I think that you can become blinded in your industry and you can write something with a massive bias like, yeah, this is really good. Look at this. It's they've got reference studies and I've used all the fancy words. And what you just massively opened my eyes to is like, no, take a step back. How is your audience going to perceive this? What are they going to think when they look mm. at it? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> and um, it was more specifically, it's like, right, okay, so figure out who you're trying to talk to, figure out what problem they'll have, how do you solve the solution, and how do you get them to um, know about you? Uh, and then that's where, you know, it became invaluable knowing about how the, you, you, you pay, uh, your website can't just be – you know, a landing page, it's got to have some form of, you know, obviously great info, but uh, calls to action and, and ways in which you can, once you've got somebody as a uh, consumer of your content, how they can then become, you know, a regular consumer and then how they can interact with you personally, how they can build trust and then ultimately, you know, buy a service or product. Yeah, and you became, you know, very much kind of a, a prolific, you know, blogger, lots and lots of content, as you said, like really, really focusing on problem solution, trying to get people in and, you know, offer up, you know, we start to offer up some kind of free guides as well, didn't we, to get email lead magnets as well. Um, but then, you know, you started your blog and that was going really well. Um, and then you, how long have you had your podcast? Then you started the uh, Chris Knott podcast, didn't you, as well? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very imaginative name. Um, <laughs> yeah, so basically it was, um, you know, from what you were saying, and, and I, I just like to think of how to cover all angles. So some people are very, like, visual, where they, they might respond to a YouTube video. Some people might just like to sit and read. Some people might uh, like like to listen, and you've got to hit people from every angle. So a podcast was something I was really passionate about starting. I started that in the January of 2017. And I wouldn't say it's an overly astute model, but I thought, right, I'm pretty un unknown in the industry. I, I'm not really a heavy hitter. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make this an interview where I interview as many different people who have who are established in the industry as I can. And I started very humbly. I, I just wrote a list and I was like, right, I'm going to um, just interview my friends and we're going to talk about you know this, this, and this, and some decent people in the industry. And just through that, uh, Power had a bit of a um, lucky break where he, he messaged a guy in Australia. He um, he he did a two-hour podcast with me. I was really impressed because he's very well established in the fitness industry. Um, then after that, I had uh, success with a guy called Dr. Bob Rakowski, who's um, based in America. Um, some of your listeners would be very surprised if you had heard of him, but he's very, very, very well renowned in the uh, health industry uh, as a doctor um, in in the states. Uh, and he he did a, a great interview with me, and then suddenly this built a bit more confidence and momentum. And uh, just ended up getting just very, very well-profiled guests in the industry. And just purely through association, people were like, well, this guy must know what he's talking about. He must have um, a, a good uh, concept of what he's doing because of look at these people he's interviewing. And then what happened was is I had a formula there when every time I would message somebody who was quite a um, heavy hitter or you know, like a re really well-renowned in the industry, I'd always mention the people who'd been on the past. 
and they'd be like, oh, I'm friends with that guy. And oh, and, and then sometimes even, which would be an amazing situation is they'd even say, oh, they've been on. Well, I'll be on and I'll, I'll do an hour and a half with you. You know, I'll do even more. And it's almost like they got self-competitive to give even better content away. So the podcast for me for the first year was an incredible way of subsidizing amazing info that I didn't have to come up with. It was basically interviewing, you know, the fittest, strongest, most intelligent people in the fitness industry. So it was absolutely, absolutely invaluable. And it was such a good uh, way of getting my voice out there. And I was just fortunate in the fact that uh, I got some good guests on and then I built on that. And what I've now started to do is filter away from such frequent guests and more so towards what I have to say. So because now the audience is built and I have like a foundation of listeners uh, worldwide now, um, now I can start to express my opinions on things, do more solo podcasts and people get more familiar with my views and, and the information I have to give. So yeah, the, the podcast has probably taken my uh, reach and the, my profile up exponentially. Yeah, I mean, the people who you've connected with, it's it's amazing. Like you said, it was a bit of a snowball effect, wasn't it, when some people came on and then more and more people. I like the way people actually get competitive and want to come on now as well. I mean, that, that shows that you've got a really good podcast in it, and, and you do. I mean, you know, I've, I've listened to many episodes. They're really good, and I like your solo shows. Um, I think you, it goes to show when you get to a point where you can start to do the solo shows. Um, you're really starting to build your audience even more than on the podcast, you know, through your voice as well as through, you know, interviewing guests. Sometimes guests, it builds their audience, but so I'm sure you're really building your audience as well. So that's really, really good. And have you um, managed to, so you've got lots of blog content, lots and lots and lots of podcast episodes, and you've, you've got quite a, you know, a decent following and quite a lot of content that goes out on social media. So what is your um, strategy for the social content? And do you repurpose, you know, your blog content, podcast content onto the social platforms? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that um, I'm not consistent throughout all Social media is typical ones, like I don't really use Twitter, but I can fully tell you now that the way you use something on Instagram and the way you use something on Facebook and the way you use something on YouTube or Google is dramatically different. And um, so just giving a little bit of a background is that when I started releasing articles, this you're talking, um, I reckon maybe six or seven years ago, and I'd sit down, I'd write a thousand word essays, uh, article posts on Facebook and upload them and get like two likes after 24 hours, and it'd be like my sisters or like, and, <laughs> you and just the, the reach, yeah, yeah. The reach was so minimal. I was like, I just spent a ton of time putting out these things, really what I perceive to be good information. But, um, but then, then you start to realize the trends. And then you start to realize what platform is, is best for what. Um, so, for example, a podcast, I can be a lot more relaxed now. I do the solo shows, let more of the personality come through because you're thinking this person has an hour, half an hour with you. If they get to know my voice and my characteristics and mannerisms, they get to know me. So that's my personal output. With Facebook, it's very, very minimal use now. It's more about business. It's more about upcoming seminars. It's maybe about uh, recent um recent results that I got with clients because it's just it's just traction in that sense. But what I did notice is that um, the 
Chris Not Coaching page, which is available on Facebook, um, it, the likes were just coming from the very similar audience, very similar people, which are friends and family. Then um, the real boom of Instagram in the past few years is, um, has been something which I've had to capitalize on. And like many people, mainly using Instagram as the, as the, as the main platform that they reach out to people. And I thought about everything in terms of analysis with what other people are doing and what I could do differently. And I just wanted my Instagram to be uh, content based. So no selfies of you know me with my um, top off. No, this is me uh, um, doing some work on a laptop. I just wanted to be, if somebody fell on the Instagram page, they could just consume information which specific, that is specific, yeah, specific mm -hmm. to them. Yes. And my, my niche and my area for that is um, digestive health, co uh, cognitive health, and then balancing out muscles. So I thought, right, I'm going to split up the content that I give out into categories. So mindset, training, and education. So I'm going to educate people on um, food and the body. I'm going to tell them about training and ways that training can improve their lives. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about mindset, about good ways to approach adversity or situations um, when um, you know when you're trying to improve. So anybody with self-development. So there were the three avenues that I work on. Then I said, right, I'm going to post on a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or Sunday, so it can be one or the other at the weekend. I'm going to give something to do with food, something to do with education on the body, and something to do with physical activity. And then those avenues, because I had those categories, could be split up, and then I can pre-record and preempt what I'm going to write, and then the content was flowing because I knew exactly what I was going to do. It wasn't like, right, here's another week, let's just get a few things together and chuck it out there. It was very, very purpose uh, purposeful uh, model and business uh, and what worked. And if I use the same approach for the, um, if I use the same approach that I did for Instagram for Facebook, I don't think I had the right reaction. If I'd been a lot more formal in the podcast and being very prim proper and not letting your personality come out, I don't think they would have been successful. Um, and it's more so you, you, you sometimes your voice changes and the angle that you put yourself across um, changes depending on which platform you use. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, you're completely right about the, you know, Facebook versus Instagram, what people want. I love your consistency as well, the, what you, you know, the formula that you have for Instagram, because I think consistency is so important for you, you know, to just get that content out there and stay consistent. And then your audience as well, we get used to what you're going to put out there and audiences like that consistency too. Um, we talked about, you know, your social content blog podcast. Do you do much video content? Yeah, video video content is something I like to do, which is something coming to the forefront. And when I, I kind of did a rebrand and relaunched my business back in July, and video content now is in the form of um, YouTube, where what I will do is it's purely on a on a muscle basis, talking about an exercise, why you should do it, why it's good. And it, but I am very much behind the camera, and it's nothing to do with. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a confidence thing because I do a lot of in-person seminars where I'm up in front of a classroom of people. So it's not really to do with that. It was just more so that I, I, it's just an element of privacy. Like it can be a little bit introverted. So 
Um, yeah, video wise, it's YouTube. It's just me behind the microphone talking to people through exercises. Not really that productive with getting behind the camera. Um, no, no, it's not a one, is it? <laughs> um, so something that I wanted to kind of go into really then is um, with your business. So look back to when I first met you and, you, you know, you had a very, very, um, you know, good in-person personal training, you know, strength training business with in-person clients as I said and you're kind of growing your online presence and now I mean you've got really successful podcasts loads of online content you blog you know you've got a real name for yourself how have you then made you know changed your business as a result of that how does your business compare today to say um four years ago let's say oh it, it, it doesn't even compare really it doesn't because you know, in terms of, you know, if you were talking about financially, I'd say I'm definitely, um, definitely double in terms of the income that I provide from four years ago, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, but that's not necessarily, um, you know, the fact of the matter is that people listening to the podcast will know, right, how do I improve my business? And, um, you know, they're not necessarily bothered about their health and fitness is just about business development and i think that what the content do is like equity and it's like a blind faith equity where if you put this out consistently for years it's just making you a more legitimate person which in, in whichever field you're in and it's that uh, it's that that builds trust and it's the trust that then eventually equates to sales and it doesn't matter what field you're in you know um that that's the most important formula which is do people know who you are do they know what you're about do they trust you and then can they buy from you and if you stick to those fundamentals it, it does definitely improve where i haven't capitalized is that i don't have a passive product that you know i still very much am uh, service-based whether it's online or in person you know i can deliver seminars and things like that but it's not productizing um either a system or, or you know something that people can sell um, so, you know, for anybody who is like an entrepreneur who is selling something which is passive or, or an online service that once it's sold, then it's done. Um, my biggest thing was if like if you if you have a massive vault of content that is done and that's it, you don't have to touch again because it's there and the Internet exists. You know, you, you I generally say, you know, your business is going to exponentially improve, you know, because it's just a trust. It's just a trust factor in the people that you've provided value to. Um, they're more likely to become customers. So it, based on four years ago, yeah, it, it's, it's in a better state and I would 100% put that down to just being committed to constantly putting out uh, content for people. And, and you've, you know, diversified. I know you mentioned that you don't have a, a product as such, but you, you know, you, you offer online coaching now as well, don't you? So it's not only the training down at the gym, but you've got your online clients as well. Um, tell just how did you acquire those and you know tell us a little bit about the online side of your coaching now yeah so online training i think is um, is a, a misconception of what it is or what it could be and that misconception isn't based around what people don't um, know about things it's uh, what they don't know and you might think personal trainer he just beats you for an hour or a couple of hours a week tells you not to eat carbs and then you know and then that's it and with online training now, I think that as the internet and information has improved, people's knowledge of it, knowledge has improved. Um, but uh, you've got to now, if you want to be at the forefront of your industry, constantly look at ways you can get ahead. So for me, um, it was delving a little bit deeper into what is the link between stuff like digestion and cognitive performance. So 
that was something that really, really intrigued me. Is like what it's not. It's about. It's not just what you eat. It's what you digest. But how is your digestion impacting the way you think, the way your your brain fog, your ability to focus? Because these are all issues I had. You know, I noticed if I had a meal and then I needed to sit down and write a thousand words, I couldn't concentrate or I got ADD or something because of something in in the diet. So then I thought, right, well, this is systems that need to be put in place, which I can then monitor on other people. So the online training now, it's not just a case of don't eat this and go do that. It's a case of, right, how is your digestion? Now, how can we objectively measure that? What's your activity levels like when you're not in the gym? What are your stress markers like? So how stressed are you on a daily basis? What's your heart rate saying when you wake up in the morning? And these are all factors that I've learned from working with coaches and, and studying myself. And they might sound a bit superfluous, might sound like a bit of, um, you know, how is that relevant to me losing weight? But if you focus on health and you're able to objectively measure health, which is what my online service predominantly does, everything improves. So, it's you, you know, you'll lose body fat, you'll feel better, you'll move better, you'll think better, and you'll you generally have a better performance overall. So, yeah, the online training is different because you don't have that one-to-one tuition in that hour with somebody where you're there in person. You need to cover all bases. So everything needs to be accounted for. So sleep mood, stress, digestion. And the, the ultimate thing as well is education. Like with my clients, I don't want to say, right, don't eat this and that's it. It's you, you've been eating that and it's because it's caused this reaction because of this. And that why is so powerful is like teaching people why they shouldn't or should be doing something is more likely to get them to be compliant. And um, if you just say, don't do that, there's the, the, the reason to be um, accountable to you and stick to the plan isn't strong enough. So, yeah, online training now is because of the volume of trainers, it has to be at the highest standard. Um, but also, you've got to go way beyond what the, the, the competition is doing and find out those little one, two percenters here and there, monitor them and maximize them. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right in terms of because of what online coaching is, people have to trust you completely. I mean, it's trust and then you provide accountability and motivation as well, don't you? And, if people are going to work with you in that way, um, your content is going to be so useful online because no doubt if they're studying whether to go with you or somebody else, they're going to be looking at your website, they're going to see you've got podcasts, they're going to see all this content and they're going to realise you know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I think everything that you do online, um, it all it's all in alignment with them what you, you go and teach people and coach people on through your online programmes, isn't it? So there's that alignment there of the content and then the, the service that you provide and the help that you give people. Yeah. Um, oh, I was, I was just going to say that, that as well, um, you have formed some really good collaborations too, haven't you? So um, you've been working with a company that helps people get in shape for films, uh, stunt doubles, that kind of thing, is it? Yeah, that, this, this is the thing, is that this is the power of content, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's as cheesy as that sounds, you know. You've got to have a, a blind felt, a blind faith. And what I mean by that is you just can't be, you can't be focused on instant, instant gratification. You have to look at the long term benefits of constantly having your voice being heard. And, you know, the listeners probably won't be familiar with him, but there's a guy called Joe DeFranco, who's a very, very successful um, American based um, strength and conditioning coach. 
And he and I watched this incredible talk where he was saying that I just put stuff out. I just put stuff out because I was passionate about this industry. And I, you know, I, I really just love what I do and I wanted to educate people. And he then got approached by a guy. Well, he's, uh, I'll use his stage name, a guy called Triple H, who's now the, um, I think he's the owner of the WWE, so WWF for old school people, so wrestling. And Triple H uh, got in touch with him and says, look, I like the stuff that you've been saying, what you've been putting out. Um, will you train me? And this guy, Joe DeFranco, has now built an incredibly profitable business, an incredibly profitable business off the back of he's the guy who trains Triple H. And now he trains other wrestlers and now he's training NFL players. And now he's training movie stars because he's, he is respected uh, and, and um, people trust him because of the people he's worked, he's worked with. But this guy was saying is that he just put content out there because you don't know who's watching. You, you never know who's watching you because on the internet, you know, people can just, you know, look at you without giving you a like and everything. They can observe what you have to say. And um, last year, I was fortunate where uh, I got a, a, a guy got in touch with me, and he um, he says we're launching a, a rebranding. Sorry, a business. It's called Fit for Films. Uh, we work with getting Hollywood uh, stunt performers uh, ready for action films. So you know, I'd, I'd heard about it. I was like, okay, this is this sounds a bit too good to be true. You know, this is uh, very very. Um, it sounds quite prestigious, or is it just a lot? You know, just a load of rubbish. Um, so I was chatting to this guy and, and uh, you know, it, it, it was very legitimate and didn't think much of it, just thought I'd, I'd write a few articles for them. Uh, and no, this this company, Fit for Films, they work with, they've worked on Avengers, they've worked on um, Super, Batman versus Superman, they've worked on Jurassic Park, they've worked on pretty much any um, Hollywood blockbuster that's been released in the past 12 months they've, they've worked on. And if you go to www.fitforfilms.com, all the contents there and lo and behold the head strength and conditioning author is myself and I regularly put um, content on that web page for stunt performers and, and how they get fit for the, the roles they're playing. So you know it, it's again it's just highlighting the the power of consistency the power of having your voice out there because you, you don't know who's watching and that can lead to incredible opportunities if, if you if you stick to it. It can, and I've absolutely loved just watching what's happened to your career over the last few years, seeing you, you know, become, you know, globally known for your knowledge and, you know, everything that you do, um, seeing you go into the podcasting space, blogging, social content, now you're helping fil people get fit for films, um, you've got your online programs as well as your um, in-person business as well, so it's just been, you know, really great and I can only imagine, you know, where you're going to be again, like four or five years from now, so um, it's been really cool, Chris, and, uh, you know, I think you work so hard and it's nice to see when all that hard work starts to pay off and, you know, your faith initially as well, like you said, in the long game of it all and then it all does start to come together and um, so no it's it's been it's been really good and it's exciting to continue to watch what happens with you as well um, but no, so, it, equally as much as to say you that you were definitely the person who catalyzed that because you know you, you saw kind of like raw potential and you're saying right okay you you know you were definitely the person who i think the most in terms of the online presence because you know, being a decent trainer is, is one thing, but people don't know how good you are if you can't see where you are. And, you know, nobody in New Zealand or Australia is going to know I'm a decent trainer in person. 
And, you know, it, it was 100% down to, you know, how much you helped me and put me on the right track. So I've got to thank you as well so so much for that oh thanks chris <laughs> i'll try you know you help me get in shape as well <laughs> so um where can you know important important question so where can people go if they want to connect with you and if you know find out more about what you do okay so um youtube is a start i'll start with you can find me on youtube chris not coaching that is very much personal trainer based so that is an educational site for people in the fitness industry who are looking more about muscles and biomechanics and uh, training so youtube at chris not coaching is is a, is an avenue uh, the one thing uh, the, the where i mainly direct people is to the podcast which is just the chris not podcast um, because it's it's talking about a very very wide array of subject, subjects from digestive health to cognitive performance to mindset adversity uh, training and I've generally made them so they're educational for trainers but applicable to the general population as well so um, the one that you said uh, you know you really resonated with you is the latest one on stress management techniques and ways in which the average person can combat the you know, stresses of daily living so um, podcast definitely. Uh, if you want, uh, you know, regular updates on uh, educational content, meal ideas, and seminar updates, then it's over to Instagram, Facebook as well for business. But I'd say the, the main avenues are Instagram, which is just Chris underscore not underscore, um, and uh, the podcast, which is just the Chris Not Podcast. Very very simple. And finally, uh, Fit for Films as well. If you're interested in knowing a bit more about how to injury proof the body, if you've got like maybe a sore neck from sitting at a desk all day, or you've got a bad knee, uh, Fit for Films is where I put all my rehabilitation posts because they're based on stunt doubles who are used to throwing themselves downstairs <laughs> several times a day. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Thanks, Chris. Well, I shall put the links to everything that you just mentioned in the show notes anyway. So if you head over to Content 10X website, you'll see everything in the show notes. Um, and it may, I'll put a few links to some of the, you know, my favorite podcast episodes that you put out as well, Chris, because I think especially some of the ones around helping people who sit down at desks all day, things like that are extremely useful and stress management too. So I should do that. And um, so all that's left to say really is thanks so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And it's been a really great talk. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Amy. Thank you.